Hello, listeners. Jordan here. I just want to let you know that you can listen to Nighttime early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Include it with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to UFOs Above Canada, a nighttime podcast series exploring the people, the events, and the concepts that surround the Canadian UFO experience. If you have a personal story to share or would like to discuss this topic, join the discussion on the UFOs Above Canada Facebook group. As anyone who has been listening to Nighttime likely knows by now, I've always been fascinated by strange events and unexplained phenomena. Be it a haunting, a mysterious archaeological site, or simply a cult living in the jungles of Costa Rica, stories like these remind me that the world around us is much more fascinating than it appears on its surface. In fact, that's always been a goal of mine with Nighttime, to highlight and explore Canada's fascinating but lesser-known stories, and in the process of doing so, leave listeners in a world a little more magical, mysterious, and unpredictable than the one they lived in before tuning in. In pursuit of this goal, I've covered a variety of topics that one may classify as paranormal, stories which, if true, accomplish my goal and serve as proof that we're living among forces and phenomena that exist outside of scientific explanation. The tricky part about these paranormal or supernatural stories is that there's rarely proof of the event having happened, and as such, they require willful suspension of disbelief. Not surprisingly, these topics are easy fodder for the overtly skeptical or the downright naysayer, who hastily and without consideration dismiss these stories as fantasy. And that's what brings me to this series and my goal with it. It's my opinion that the UFO phenomenon is an intensely misunderstood topic and one that's been heavily stigmatized by the many great works of science fiction that have incorporated various UFO concepts. However, considering this, and the personal experiences I and many other Canadians have had, I don't see how there should be any debate. There are UFOs above Canada. If you think otherwise, I respect that, but at the same time, I suspect you may be misunderstanding the real-life version of the more dramatic one appearing in film and on television. In this series, UFOs Above Canada, I'll be examining the UFO phenomenon with a focus on Canadian events, experts, and the regular everyday folks who've seen things in the sky that defy explanation. My goal with UFOs Above Canada is to remove some of the mud in the water that UFOs may or may not be crashing into and present the phenomenon the way I see it. Compelling, fascinating, inspiring, and most of all, a reality. So now that you understand the scope of the series, let me tell you how I'm planning to do this. 
In each episode of the series, I'm going to choose a question or concept related to the UFO phenomenon and bring it to an expert in the field. Some examples of questions I plan to tackle in the future are, has the Canadian government investigated UFOs? What identifiable objects are often confused with UFOs? How often are UFO sightings reported in Canada, and what trends are seen in these reports? Now, in addition to tackling a question on each of these episodes, I also hope to include everyday, regular Canadians sharing their personal stories of UFO encounters. In the end, if the series is a success, many of you will have a newfound respect for this fascinating, yet oft-misunderstood topic. And as a result, the world around you, well, more specifically, the sky above you, will be much more mysterious than it was before you tuned in. Now, with that introduction out of the way, welcome to the first episode of the series in which I set out to prove there are UFOs above Canada. I don't know why, but there's two red lights that are fixed hovering in the sky. Let's see if I can zoom in a bit. At first I thought it might have been a plane, but the red light in the clouds is just sitting there. It just doesn't make sense. Oh, there, it just took off for there. Now it's green, and it's flying down in front of that building. Totally weird. With tonight's episode being the first in this series, it would only make sense to tackle the most misunderstood and quite honestly most damaging three letters in this entire field. As we all know, UFO simply means unidentified flying object. But this acronym, UFO, has graduated to the point of standing on its own as a word in its common use. And herein lies the issue. UFO, as a functional word, has collected so many barnacles of misinformation and suggestion that the acronym's original meaning has become distorted to the point of being almost unrecognizable. I want to begin this series by attempting to pressure wash the barnacles off this storied acronym and restore its original meaning. Tonight, I will lay the framework for the series by asking the question, what is a UFO? To tackle this question, I decided to turn to one of the most intelligent Canadians, if not Earthlings, writing about this topic today, my pal MJ Benias. Those following the UFO topic likely already celebrate MJ's work, but for those just meeting him today, MJ Benias is a writer and blogger whose work focuses on the many theories and philosophies that surround the UFO subculture. His work can be found on his blog, terraobscura.net, his many contributions to the popular site Mysterious Universe, in the critically acclaimed book UFOs, Reframing the Debate, and of course MJ has been featured on countless podcasts and radio shows. I must say, inviting MJ to answer a question as simple as what is a UFO is akin to taking a race car out for a quiet Sunday drive, but I couldn't help it. I wanted the best for nighttime listeners. So let's get to it. MJ, what are UFOs? Can you, can you describe it or explain that to me? Sure. In really simple terms, a UFO is just an unidentified flying object. You know, we're not really dealing with anything too wild. It's just anything in the sky that you can't sort of immediately identify. And I think 
all of us have at some point seen what we can sort of easily describe as a UFO, which is just we looked up, saw something, a light or, or maybe an aircraft or uh, a star or the International Space Station. And we had that brief moment of, wow, what's that thing? And then, you know, obviously sort of reason and rationality kicks in and you realize, oh, it's, you know, it's probably this or it's probably that. And, and all of a sudden it's gone. But really any object in the sky that, that you sort of don't know what it is exactly at, at that moment uh, is by definition an unidentified flying object. So it doesn't necessarily mean aliens, spaceships. No, you know, unfortunately, you know, the word UFO has become sort of heavily politicized to mean that, right? We've, we've made the word automatically when somebody says UFO, they automatically think of a flying saucer or they automatically think of, you know, an alien spaceship. But in reality, um, it's, it's just, it could be something totally prosaic and mundane. Um, we just don't know exactly what it is at the time. I hear a lot of like UFO researchers use UAP as opposed to UFO. What is like what is UAP and what's the difference between the two terms? Yeah, so UAP was a term that came out sort of within. It came out maybe twenty years ago, but it's sort of gained a lot of popularity within the last decade or so. And it just stands for unidentified aerial phenomena. And I think the main reason it was developed as a term was because the word UFO, or sorry, the acronym UFO was so heavily connected to aliens and this sort of fringe field called ufology. I think the scientific community or individuals within the UFO community who wanted to sort of sound more scientific um, developed this UAP uh, acronym. Um, it comes from, I suppose, a, a more military or, or a more sort of official capacity in, in dealing with um, not necessarily things in the sky that are physical objects, but sort of strange um, aerial uh, phenomena that may not necessarily have sort of a physical form, um, or, you know, they're, um, made out of light or, you know, like ball lightning often comes up, um, in the UFO field as sort of a, a prosaic explanation. So again, you know, if you have um, strange lights in the sky, you know, you can't necessarily suggest that they're actual objects. They're just lights. Um, so really it would be more of an aerial phenomena versus an object proper. What the hell is that? It's the second time I've seen it. People are seeing some very unusual objects, uh, many of which we can't uh, ascribe to a simple explanation. To, like, to the average person, the way they react to someone saying, I saw a UFO, they picture, you know, this massive spaceship shining lights down to the ground coming over the tree line, you know, this sort of thing. But that's not exactly what is most often seen when people witness a UFO. So like... The average UFO sighting, like what do people see that that are that we discuss as UFOs? Sort of the most common sighting that I've ever come across, and and you see this sort of over and over again, is sort of um, the the nighttime light sort of sighting. So you know, off in the distance, in the middle of the night, you see this sort of bright light that you know is moving, or it's it's stationary, or, or it looks like it's moving, or it's, it's you know it's it's moving in maybe a strange pattern or something you're not used to. Um, so that's sort of the most common, just seeing a strange light in the sky. Um, after that, you know, you'll have daytime sightings. So people will see sort of strange objects or strange sort of things in the sky. You know, sometimes they're drones or, or balloons. Um, and they're just, you know, in their in their own mind, they see something strange. Mm -hmm. um, that being said, you know, I'm sure there are sort of very strange and, and anomalous objects out there. So you never know what's sort of hovering around the skies. As far as the, the origin of the UFOs and what, what the explanation is for what so many of us see in the skies, like a, the, again, the average person will, will 
think when when somebody says I saw a UFO, they assume you know it's it's alien extraterrestrial life that we see. There's there's many more competing theories than that. Can you just kind of break down kind of the main theories that are discussed as far as the the origin of the UFOs we see? Sure. Once you get into sort of reading UFO literature or or watching documentaries and, and, and that sort of thing, once you start to dig in, you start to realize that the vast majority of sort of mainstream media um, very quickly sort of establishes what we call sort of the extraterrestrial hypothesis or, or the theory or the hypothesis that UFOs, they, they come from other planets, right? So we're sort of dealing with the traditional, some alien race far away built a spaceship out of, you know, mysterious technology and riveted it all together and hopped in it. And, you know, they traveled via hyperdrive or warp drive or wormhole or whatever um, to our solar system and are sort of, you know, whizzing around our skies. Um, this is sort of the most commonly held theory, I think, in the mainstream media and to those sort of just on the peripheries of um, sort of the UFO culture. Once you start sort of digging deeper, once you start digging more into the literature, um, you start to quickly learn there's sort of a, a, a vast array of other theories. Um, another common one we see sort of often associated with extraterrestrials is uh, regarding sort of military technology, sort of uh, deep state, sort of black project, um, you know, uh, pro- uh, <laughs> aircraft and, and advanced aerospace technology sort of done by various skunk works. Um, and, and the idea is, you know, there's sort of this, uh, this sort of secret world of, of the military industrial complex that is engaged in some pretty, uh, you know, nefarious um, work in that they're, you know, buzzing, um, you know, their own people and, and, and flying in strange objects that sort of defy the laws of physics. Um, that's sort of the, the next sort of common, I think, belief. We sort of see this often on X-Files or, or on those other shows, right? Um, the, the alien phenomena and then the sort of the the military intelligence deep state um, theory as you kind of dig a little deeper you start to bump into a lot of theories in regards to you know maybe ufos are not caused by aliens from another planet per se but with sort of intelligent life that exists in other dimensions or other um, parallel universes. We often refer to this as sort of the interdimensional hypothesis. Um, sometimes it's referred to as sort of the third realm hypothesis. Um, and this is sort of an idea that, you know, we're dealing with something more mystical, maybe it's something more spiritual or it's interdimensional. And, um, these beings, whatever they are, kind of exist within various planes of existence. Um, a lot of this ties into belief in paranormal, phenomena as well. So a lot of individuals believe that you know, UFOs and, and sort of um, abduction or contact phenomena, you know, are linked to ghosts and, and poltergeist activity. They're linked to um, psychological abilities like ESP or, or remote viewing or telepathy or telekinesis. Um, they link to Bigfoot and Sasquatch. They link to sort of various mythological creatures like fairies and elves and shapeshifters and, and skinwalkers and the Wendigo and uh, all of these other sort of mythological monsters. Um, the, the theory is that they sort of, they all form one, they have one common source or a collection of sources that's more, like I said, sort of mystical in nature. And, and that's really what causes UFO sightings. And just the way we experience those strange things manifest differently. So a hundred years ago, people would have seen leprechauns and fairies. Today, they see greys and reptilians. Going into the most perhaps skeptical 
um, interpretation is is something we call the psychosocial hypothesis, and this was sort of popularized by uh, Carl Jung, the the psychoanalyst, uh, who actually wrote a book called Flying Saucers, and he sort of looked at it as you know maybe we're we're dealing not with sort of aliens from another planet or, or dealing with interdimensional beings, uh, but rather we're just dealing with humanity's desires and drives and 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 anxieties um, and they're manifesting themselves in strange ways um, and and Jung believed that all of our minds our unconscious minds our subconscious minds were all sort of unified and uh, the UFO was just another product of our sort of collective imagination it became another sort of living myth um, that um, you know, people have had for for millennia. You know, people have always sort of believed in ghosts and and Bigfoot and 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 monsters and fairies. Um, UFOs are just another um, mythology that has formed, and, and we're sort of that's what we're seeing now. Um, but it's not sort of physically real in any way. It just exists sort of within the mind of of humanity, a sort of archetype, let's say, that exists within the human mind. Um, now, I you know, I need to be clear. Um, once you start talking to people within the UFO community. Um, Sometimes people are sort of very rigid in their beliefs. They really pick one of those hypotheses or one of those theories, and they really stand firm. Uh, and then a lot of other individuals in the UFO community sort of drift between them, or their ideas change, or they sort of pick and choose pieces um, from the different hypotheses. So um, there isn't really one set idea as to sort of what the UFO, what what causes the UFO phenomenon. Um, there's a, a whole bunch of them and people sort of, like I said, pick and choose and, and, and it really varies uh, all the time <laughs> across the board for people who study UFOs. So there you have it. There's much more and much less to the term UFO than many of you likely have realized. In the upcoming episodes of this series, we'll continue to examine similar questions and hopefully reveal what I believe is a fascinating topic that exists right above your head. I want to thank MJ Benias for joining me in this episode. If you ever want to see just how seriously folks consider this topic, check out anything MJ's written. His articles read like doctoral thesis on the UFO subculture. I've added a link to his blog, Terra Obscura, in this episode's show notes. And if anyone out there has a personal experience with the UFO phenomenon or simply want to discuss the topic with others, please join MJ and I and many others in the UFOs Above Canada Facebook discussion group. I've provided a link to that in the show notes as well. So with that, we'll conclude this episode of the Nighttime Podcast. If you're interested in hearing more content, please check out the Nighttime Patron Group, where for $1 a month you can support the show and access supporter-exclusive bonus content, such as exclusive videos, bonus audio, and prior episodes that are no longer available on this main feed. You can join by visiting patreon.com slash nighttimepodcast. I'd like to thank the current patrons of the show and welcome the newest members of the group, Bailey Knack and Melissa Fogel. I sincerely appreciate you supporting Nighttime and becoming patrons last month. For anyone else who'd like to support the show but can't help financially, you can give me a big hand by telling your friends about me and leaving a positive review on Apple Podcasts or any equivalent. If any of you listening want to stay up to date with my activities both on and off the show, 
You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I use the handle at NighttimePod. And if anyone has any story ideas or feedback on the show, or if you'd like to share your personal encounter with a UFO in an upcoming episode, you can contact me at NighttimePodcast at gmail.com. So until next time, keep looking around, keep looking up, and let me know when you see something weird. The Nighttime Podcast is written, hosted, and produced by Jordan Bonaparte. Copyright Jordan Bonaparte.